Section 36 of The Dream of the Red Chamber, Book 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Dream of the Red Chamber, Book 2, by Chiao Shu Ting. Translated by Henry Bancroft Jolie. Chapter 43, Part 1. Having time to amuse themselves, the jar inmates raise, when least expected, funds to celebrate Lady Fong's birthday. In his ceaseless affection for Jin Chuan, Bao Yu uses for the occasion a pinch of earth as incense and burns it. When Madame Wang saw, for we will now proceed with our narrative, that the extent of Dowager Lady Jia's indisposition, contracted on the day she had been into the garden of Broad Vista, amounted to a simple chill, that no serious ailment had supervened, and that her health had improved soon after the doctor had been sent for, and she had taken a couple of doses of medicine. She called Lady Feng to her and asked her to get ready a present of some kind for her to take to her husband, but while they were engaged in deliberation, they perceived a waiting maid arrive. She came from their old senior's part to invite them to go to her. So with speedy step, Madame Wong led the way for Lady Fong, and they came over into her quarters. Pray, may I ask, Madame Wong then inquired, whether you are feeling nearly well again now? I'm quite all right today, Holy Dijia replied, I've tasted the young pheasant soup you sent me a little time back and find it full of relish. I've also had two pieces of meat, so I feel quite comfortable within me. These dainties were presented to you, the ancestor, by that girl Feng. Madame Wang smiled. It only shows how sincere her filial piety is. She does not render futile the love which you, venerable senior, ever lavish on her. Dowager Lady Jiang nodded her head assentingly. She's too kind to think of me, she answered, smiling. But should there be any more uncooked, let them fry a couple of pieces, and if these be thoroughly immersed in wine, the kanji will taste well with them. The soup is, is true, good, but it shouldn't, properly speaking, be prepared with fine rice. After listening to her wishes, Lady Feng expressed with alacrity her readiness to see them executed, and directed a servant to go and deliver the message in the cook house. I sent the servant for you, Dowager Lady Jia meanwhile said to Madame Wang with a smile, not for anything else, but for the birthday of that girl Feng, which falls on the second. I had made up my mind two years ago to celebrate her birthday in proper style. But when the time came, there happened to be, again, something important to attend to, and it went by without anything being done. But this year, the inmates are, on one hand, or here, and there won't, I fancy, be on the other anything to prevent us, so we should all do our best to enjoy ourselves thoroughly for a day. I was thinking the same thing, Madame Wang rejoined, laughingly. 
and since it's your good pleasure venerable senior why shouldn't we deliberate at once and decide upon something to the best of my recollection Dr. Lady Jia resumed, smiling. Whenever in past years I've had any birthday celebrations for any one of us, no matter who it was, we have ever individually sent our respective presents. But this method is common and is also apt, I think, to look very much as if there were some disunion. But I will now devise a new way, a way which won't have the effect of creating any discord and will be productive of good cheer. Let whatever way you may think best, dear ancestor, be adopted, Madame Wang eagerly rejoined. My idea is, Holy Dijia laughingly continued, that we too should follow the example of those poor families and raise a subscription among ourselves, and devote the whole of whatever we may collect to meet the outlay for the necessary preparations. What do you say? Will this do or not? This is a splendid idea, Madame Wang acquiesced. But what will, I wonder, be the way adopted for raising contributions? Only the child was the more inspirited by her reply. There and then she dispatched servants to go and invite Mrs. Cher, Madame Singh, and the rest of the ladies, and bade others summon the young ladies and Pao Yu. But from the other mansion, Zhao Zhen's spouse, Lai Da's wife, even up to the wives of such stewards as enjoined a certain amount of respectability, were likewise to be asked to come round. The sight of their old mistress' delight filled the waiting maids and married women with high glee as well, and each hurried with vehemence to execute her respective errand. Those that were to be invited were invited, and those that had to be sent for were sent for, and before the lapse of such time as could suffice to have a meal in, the old as well as young, the high as well as low, cramped in a black mass every bit of the available space in the rooms. Only Mrs. Cher and Dao Lady Jia sat opposite to each other, Madame Singh and Wang simply seated themselves on two chairs, which faced the door of the apartment. Bao Chai and her five or six cousins occupied the stove coach. Bao Yu sat on his grandmother's lap. Below, the whole extent of the floor was crowded with inmates on their feet. But old Lady Jia forthwith desired that a few small stools should be fetched. When brought, these were proffered to Lai Da's mother and some other nurses who were advanced in years and held in respect. For it was the custom in the Jia mansion that the family servants who had waited upon any of the fathers or mothers should enjoy a higher status than even young masters and mistresses. Hence it was that while Mrs. Yu, Lady Feng, and other ladies remained standing below, Lai Da's mother and three or four other old nurses had, after excusing themselves for their rudeness, seated themselves on small stools. Dr. Lady Jia recounted, with a face beaming with smiles, the suggestions she had shortly made for the benefit of the various inmates present, and one and all, of course, were only too ready to contribute for the entertainment. More, some of them were on friendly terms with Lady Feng, 
so they of their own free will adopted the proposal others lived in fear and trembling of lady feng and these were only too anxious to make up to her everyone besides could well afford the means so that as soon as they heard of the proposed subscriptions they with one consent signified their acquiescence i'll give twenty tales old lady Jia was the first to say with a smile playing round her lips i'll follow your lead the senior mrs Shear smiled and also subscribed twenty tales we don't presume to place ourselves on an equal footing with your ladyship madame xin and wang pleaded we of course come one degree lower each of us therefore will contribute sixteen tales we too naturally rank one step lower mrs yu and li wen also smiled so we'll each give twelve tales you are a widow dowager lady jia eagerly demurred addressing herself to li wen and have lost all your estate so how could we drag you into all this outlay i'll contribute for you don't be in such high feather dear senior lady feng hastily observed laughing but just look to your accounts before you settle yourself with this burden you have already taken upon yourself two portions and do you now also volunteer sixteen tales on behalf of my elder sister-in-law you may willingly do so while you speak in the abundance of your spirits but when you by and by come to ponder over what you have done you feel sore at heart again it's all that girl phone that's driven me to spend the money you say in a little time and you devise some ingenious way to inveigle me to fork out three or four times as much as your share and thus make up your deficit in an underhand way while i will still be as much in the clouds as if i were in a dream these words made everyone laugh according to you what should be done dowager lady jia lovingly inquired my birthday hasn't yet come lady feng smiled and already now i've been the recipient of so much more than i deserve that i'm quite unhappy but if i don't contribute a single cash i shall feel really ill at ease for the trouble i shall be giving such a lot of people it would be as well therefore that i should bear this share of my senior sister-in-law and when the day comes i can eat a few more things and thus be able to enjoy some happiness quite right cried madame Singh and the others at this suggestion so old lady jia then signified her approval there's something more i'd like to add lady feng pursued smiling i think that is fair enough that you worthy ancestor should besides your own twenty tales have to stand two shares as well the one for cousin lin the other for cousin pao yu and that mrs share should beyond her own twenty tales likewise bear cousin pao chai's portion but it's somewhat unfair that the two ladies madame xing and wong should each only give sixteen tales when their share is small and when they don't subscribe anything for anyone else it's you venerable senior who will be the sufferer by this arrangement dowager lady jia at these words burst out into a boisterous fit of laughter it's this hussy feng she observed who after all takes my side what you say is quite right hadn't it been for you 
I would again have been duped by them. Dear senior, Lady Feng smiled, just hand over our two cousins to those two ladies and let each take one under her charge and finish. If you make each contribute one share, it will be square enough. This is perfectly fair, eagerly rejoined old Lady Jia. Let this suggestion be carried out. Lai Dai's mother hastily stood up. This is such a subversion of rights, she smiled, that I'll put my back up on account of the two ladies. She's a son's wife on the other side, and in here only a wife's brother's child. And yet she doesn't incline towards her mother-in-law and her aunt, but takes other people's part. This son's wife has therefore become a perfect stranger, and a close niece has, in fact, become a distant niece. As she said this, Dr. Lady Jar and everyone present began to laugh. If the junior ladies subscribed twelve tales each, Lai Da's mother went on to ask, we must, as a matter of course, also come one degree lower. Huh? Upon hearing this, old Lady Jar remonstrated, this won't do, she observed. You naturally should rank one degree lower, but you are all, I'm well aware, wealthy people. And in spite of your status being somewhat lower, your funds are more flourishing than theirs. It's only just, then, that you should be placed on the same standing as those people. The posse of nurses expressed with promptness the acceptance of the proposal the old mistress made. The young ladies, Dr. Lady Jia resumed, should merely give something for the sake of appearances. If each one contributes a sum proportionate to her monthly allowance, it will be ample. Turning her head, Yuan Yang, she cried, a few of you should assemble in like manner and consult as to what share you should take in the matter. So bring them along. Yuan Yang assured her that her desires would be duly attended to and walked away. But she had not been absent for any length of time when she appeared on the scene along with Ping Er, Zhe Ren, Chai Sha, and other girls, and a number of waiting maids as well. Of these, some subscribed two tails, others contributed one tail. Can it be, Dr. Lady Jia then said to Ping Er, that you don't want any birthday celebrated for your mistress, that you don't range yourself also among them? The other money I gave, Ping Er smiled, I gave privately and is extra. This is what I am publicly bound to contribute along with the lot. That's a good child, Lady Jia lovingly rejoined. Those above as well as those below have all alike given their share, Lady Feng went on to observe with a smile, but there are still those two secondary wives, are they to give anything or not? Do go and ask them. It's but right that we should go to the extreme length and include them. Otherwise, they will imagine that we have looked down upon them. Just so, eagerly answered Lady Jia at these words. How is it that we forgot all about them? The only thing is, I fear, they have got no time to spare. Yet, tell a servant girl to go and ask them what they will do. While she spoke, a servant girl went off. After a long absence, she returned. Each of them, she reported, will likewise contribute two tales. 
Aljulidija was delighted with the result. Fetch a pen and ink slap, she cried, and let's calculate how much they amount to altogether. Mrs. Yu abused Lady Feng in a low tone of voice. I'll take you, you mean covetous creature, and all these mothers-in-law and sisters-in-law have come forward and raised money to celebrate your birthday. And are you yet not satisfied that you must also drag in those two miserable beings? But what do you do it for? Try and talk less trash. Lady Feng smiled, also in an undertone. You'll be leaving this place in a little time, and then I'll square up accounts with you. But why ever are those two miserable? When they have money, they uselessly give it to other people. And isn't it better that we should get hold of it and enjoy ourselves with it? While she uttered these taunts, they computed that the collections would reach a sum over and above 150 tails. We couldn't possibly run through all this for a day's theatricals and banquet, Olidija exclaimed. As no outside guests are to be invited, Mrs. Yu interposed, and the number of tables won't also be many. There will be enough to cover two or three days' outlay. First of all, there won't be anything to spend for theatricals, so we'll effect a saving on that item. Just call whatever troop that girl Feng may say she likes best, Dao Jolidija suggested. We've heard quite enough of the performances of that company of ours, Lady Feng said. Let's therefore spend a little money and send for another, and see what they can do. I leave that to you, brother John's wife, Olidija pursued. In order that our girl Feng should have occasion to trouble her mind with as little as possible, and be able to enjoy a day's peace and quiet. It's only right that she should. Mrs. Yu replied that she would be only too glad to do what she could. They then prolonged their chat for a little longer until one and all realized that their old senior must be quite faked out, and they gradually dispersed. After seeing Madame Singh and Wang off, Mrs. Yu and the other ladies adjourned into Lady Feng's room to consult with her about the birthday festivities. Don't ask me, Lady Feng urged. Do whatever will please our worthy ancestor. What a fine thing you are to come across such a mighty piece of luck. Mrs. Yeo smiled. I was wondering what had happened that she summoned us all. Why, was it simply on this account? Not to breathe a word about the money that I'll have to contribute? Must I have trouble and annoyance to bear as well? How will you show me any thanks? Don't bring shame upon yourself, Lady Fong laughed. I didn't send for you, so why should I be thankful to you? If you funk the exertion, go at once and let our venerable senior know, and she'll depute someone else and have done. You go on like this as you see her in such excellent spirits, that's why, Mrs. Yu smilingly answered. It would be well, I advise you, to pull in a bit, for if you be too full of yourself, you'll get your due reward. After some further colloquy, these two ladies eventually parted company. On the next day, the money was sent over to the Lin Guo mansion.
at the very moment that Mrs. Yu had got up and was performing her toilette and ablutions. Who brought it? she asked. Nurse Lin, the servant girl said by way of response. Call her in, Mrs. Yu said. The servant girls walked as far as the lower rooms and called Lin Ji Xiao's wife to come in. Mrs. Yu bade her seat herself on the footstool while she hurriedly combed her hair and washed her face and hands. She wanted to know how much the bundle contained in all. This is what's subscribed by us servants, Lin Ji Xiao's wife replied, and so I collected it and brought it over first. As for the contributions of our venerable mistress and those of the ladies, they aren't ready yet. But simultaneously with this reply, the waiting maids announced, Our lady of the other mansion and Mrs. Sher have sent over someone with their portions. You mean wenches, Mrs. Yu cried, scolding them with a smile. All the gumption you've got is to simply bear in mind this sort of nonsense. In a fit of good cheer, the old mistress yesterday purposely expressed a wish to imitate those poor people and raise a subscription. But you at once treasured it up in your memory, and when the thing came to be canvassed by you, you treated it in real earnest. Don't you yet quick bundle yourselves out and bring the money in? Be careful and give them some tea before you see them off. The waiting maids smilingly hastened to go and take delivery of the money and bring it in. It consisted, in all, of two bundles and contained Bao Chai's and Dai Yu's shares as well. Whose shares are wanting? Mrs. Yu asked. Those of our old lady, of Madame Wang, the young ladies, and of our girls below are still missing. Lin Ji Xiao's wife explained. There's also that of your senior lady, Mrs. Yu proceeded. You'd better hurry over, my lady, Lin Ji Xiao's wife said, for as this money will be issued through our mistress Secunda, she will nobble the whole of it. While conversing, Mrs. Yu finished arranging her coiffure and performing her ablutions, and giving orders to see that the carriage was got ready. She shortly arrived at the Rung mansion. First and foremost, she called on Lady Fong. Lady Fong, she discovered, had already put the money into a packet and was on the point of sending it over. Is it all there? Mrs. Yu asked. Yes, it is. Lady Fong smiled. So you might as well take it away at once. For if it gets mislaid, I've nothing to do with it. I'm somewhat distrustful. Mrs. Yu laughed. So I'd like to check it in your presence. These words over, she wearily checked some after some. She found Li Wen's share alone wanting. I said that you were up to tricks, lovingly observed Mrs. Yu. How is it that your elder sister-in-law's isn't here? There's all that money. And isn't it yet enough? Lady Fong smiled. If there's merely a portion short, it shouldn't matter. Should the money prove insufficient, I can then look you up and give it to you. When the others were present yesterday, Mrs. Yu pursued, you were ready enough to act as any human being would, but here you are again today prevaricating with me. I won't, by any manner of means, agree to this proposal of yours. 
I'll simply go and ask for the money of our venerable senior. I see how dreadful you are, Lady Feng laughed. But when something turns up by and by, I'll also be very punctilious. So don't you then bear me a grudge. Well, never mind if you don't give your quota, Mrs. Yu smilingly rejoined. Were it not that I consider the dutiful attentions you have all along shown me, would I ever be ready to humor you? So rejoining, she produced Ping Er's share. Ping Er, come here, she cried. Take this share of yours and put it away. Should the money collected turn out to be below what's absolutely required, I'll make up the sum for you. Ping Er apprehended her meaning. My lady, she answered, with a cheerful countenance, it would come to the same thing if you were to first spend what you want and to give me afterwards any balance that may remain of it. Is your mistress alone to be allowed to do dishonest acts? Mrs. Yeo laughed. And am I not to be free to bestow a favor? Ping Er had no option but to retain her portion. I want to see, Mrs. Yeo added, where your mistress, who is so extremely careful, we went through all the money we have raised. If she can't spend it, why? She'll take it along with her in her coffin and make use of it there. While still speaking, she started on her way to Dowager Lady Jia's suite of rooms. After first paying her respects to her, she made a few general remarks and then betook herself into Yuan Yang's quarters where she held a consultation with Yuan Yang lending a patient ear to all that Yuan Yang had to recommend in the way of a program, and as to how best to give pleasure to old Lady Jia, she deliberated with her until they arrived at a satisfactory decision. When the time came for Mrs. Yu to go, she took the two tails contributed by Yuan Yang and gave them back to her. There's no use for these, she said, and with these words still on her lips, she straightway quitted her presence and went in search of Madame Wang. After a short chat, Madame Wang stepped into the family shrine reserved for the worship of Buddha, so she likewise restored Chai Yun's share to her, and availing herself of Lady Feng's absence, she presently reimbursed to Mrs. Zhou and Mrs. Zhao the amount of their respective contributions. These two dames would not, however, presume to take their money back your lot, ladies, is a pitiful one, Mrs. Yeo then expostulated. How can you afford all this spare money? That Hasi Fung is well aware of the fact. I'm here to answer for you. At these assurances, both put the money away with profuse expressions of gratitude. End of section 36